trivia in. What do we commit to at DT? Our creator continually, Christ's love compassionately, our deliverance consistently, or to serve creatively. To serve creatively. Yes, that's what we commit to do. What was Pastor Andre's last sermon of 2021 called? Breathe, believe again, breathe again, or receive. Breathe again, yes. What is the FM station to tune in and listen from the DT parking lot? 
baptisms, movie night, or communion. How many know he'll never walk out on you? He'll never leave you nor forsake you. And for that, we are thankful and grateful. Because our God will truly never walk out on us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. Let's bow our heads. Dear gracious Heavenly Father God, we thank you that it was you, Lord, it was you, pulling us through. God, we couldn't have come through 2021 if it wasn't you pulling us, God. The Bible says, with loving kindness have you drawn us and shown us your salvation or your deliverance 
or you rescue God. Lord, it was you rescuing us. It was you pulling us out, God. It was you lifting us up, God. It was you preserving our minds, God. It was you touching our hearts. And for that, we thank you. Now, God, I'm praying that you'd hide me beneath the cross, that you would think through my mental faculties. Let the eloquence of the words come forth out of my mouth, God. And we give you praise and thank you, God. And we love you in Jesus' name. Let everybody say amen. If you know God will never walk out on you, won't you just give God a big hand praise? Hallelujah. He's a worthy God. Come on with your Bibles in your hands. The first Sunday of the new year. Bibles in your hands. Come on. And let's do what we do. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I will have what it says I will have. I'm a part of Deliverance Temple. Where we love by living our vision every day. We connect with our creator continually. We confess our deliverance consistently. We commit to serve creatively. We communicate Christ's love compassionately. Pastor Andre, feed me this word. Pastor Andre, lay out this word. Come on, put your hands together again and make some noise. Believe that the word of God will benefit you and bless you. This morning for the second day of the new year, as well as the first Sunday of the new year, we just have a very simple title, and it is New. Everybody say New. N-E-W, New. And we're going to give you just a quick definition of new. And it is this. It is not existing before, introduced, discovered recently, or now for the first time. We'll do it again. Not existing before, introduced, discovered recently, or now for the first time. 2022 has never existed before now. It's being introduced, but there's things to discover in this new year and now for the first time. I like that word now. So because of that, I'm going to have Mother Mitchell read Isaiah 43, but only the A clause of the version. And we're going to put up the A clause of the verse in this particular version, because as I was reading it, it just stopped me in my tracks. And so I just want to take that part of it. I'm going to have Sister Mitchell read it. But now... This is what the Lord says. But now. One of my favorite phrases in the Bible is only six letters, two words. It's but God. But I had not quite paid attention to a but now. Just like but God. 
But now is important because now is a relative term to present tense. And but now means everything that's come up to now is actually irrelevant to bringing me into what is my now and what is my next. So what the scripture says, it says, but now this is what the Lord says. Or but now hear the word of the Lord. Let me put it together for you. The power of God's word has the ability to but now anything that you've seen before. So if 2020, 19, 2020, and 2021 wasn't good for you, it's okay because today you got a but now. And the but now comes from a but God. And the scripture says here the word of the Lord, or this is the word of the Lord. One word from God can but now everything you've previously been through. Now, but now doesn't always make things irrelevant because there are things in the past that are relevant. But what a but now does, it takes all the negative out of the past and leaves you with the positive so that now you can move in the direction that God wants you to have. So that gives us reason to celebrate a new year because we have a but now from a but God. Amen. I was broke. But now, I almost gave up, but now, I almost backslid last year, but now, I was grieving, but now, I was hurting, but you get the, you get the picture, God can give you a but now that can make everything make sense, amen. So y'all saw, y'all saw what I saw, so I actually, that's going to bring me to point number one. Now embrace this word. Because the scripture says, this is what the Lord says. So whenever God gives you a but now and he interjects time with his word, then this is what you have to understand. Now embrace this word. One of the hardest things to do when you're trying to counsel people and deal with people is to get them to listen to what you're saying next. And what you're saying now, because they're stuck on what happened yesterday. But you got to embrace a now word. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, you got to embrace what God is saying now. So now embrace this word. What word? Whatever God was going to say. So I cut it off in the middle of the verse, or actually I only took the took the first fourth of the verse. So now we have to figure out the entirety of what God was going to say. But let's just remember that in our mind. Now embrace this word. Somebody say it with me. Say now, now. Embrace, embrace this word. All right, let's put the whole verse up to see what we're trying to embrace. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Now, because we were just here Friday night, and now we're back on Sunday morning, I decided not to do a whole lot of extra. But if I was going to do a whole lot of extra, I could preach 20 minutes just on all the stuff that's in that verse. 
But I decided to just take the last three words of that verse. And would you put the verse up again? And Mother Mitchell, would you just read the last three words of that verse? You are mine. Mm, 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 mm. You are mine. Now, God is saying to his people, you are mine. And because of that, that's going to bring us up to my next point, which is point number two. Not ever wavering. Now embrace this word. What word? That God is not ever wavering when it comes to you. Now many times we are wavering when it comes to us supporting God, but God says you are mine. So I'm never wavering when it comes to you because I've committed myself to you. We are trying to commit ourselves to God, but it's something we are trying to do. But God has committed himself to us because in his mind, we belong to him. He bought us with a price. He loves us. The Bible says he's even married to the backslider. You can't get rid of him. You can't send your way out of him. He loved you so much because you belong to him. Somebody say, I, I belong to God. Belong to I, I am his. Am and God is saying, you are mine. So what word do you need to embrace? Forget everything else in the past and know this, you belong to God. Yes. Not because of anything you've done, but because God has betrothed himself to you. He's married himself to you. He's pledged himself to you. He's committed himself to you. Now I said I'm not going to do too much but this is in the notes. Let me just jump here for a second. The Bible tells us a story. It tells us a story through the prophet Hosea. And the prophet Hosea was told to go and marry a prostitute named Gomer. And you'd have to read it for yourself. But Gomer kept messing up because she was a prostitute. They say you can't turn a hoe into a housewife, but that's what Hosea tried to do. And she kept messing up. And God said, go and get her back. And go and marry her back. And then he said, that's what my people have done to me. They keep leaving me, but I'm connected to them. They keep walking away from me, but I'm committed to them. I serve a God that is committed to his people. Yeah. Hallelujah. You can't send your way out of this. You can't backslide your way out of this. The only way you can get rid of God or get out of God is you've got to just totally reject him. But if you're willing to be with God, God is willing to be with you. So now embrace this word. You are his. That's what the word is saying to us. So, so we have now embrace this word. What word are we embracing? And we're going to put it up. Not ever wavering. God is not ever wavering when it is concerning you and I. All right, so now let's move on. Because of this, now we're going to read some more verses. And I, I broke this up. It's one verse, but I broke it up into clause A, B, and C because it's so powerful. So let's look at Isaiah 43, 2a. Now that you know he's not ever wavering towards you, you can understand this part of the verse. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. So since I'm committed to you, that means even if you go through something, I'm still going to be with you. If you pass through the waters, I will be with you. 
2020 and 2021 taught us that we can go through hell, but God won't leave us even though we're going through hell because he's committed to us. If you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Let's put up 43.2b. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And when the water gets too deep, I'm not going to let you drown. Why? Because not because of your swimming prowess, not because of the scriptures you know, or the tithes and the gifts that you gave, but because since I'm with you, the stuff can only go so far. Trouble can only go so far. Grief can only go so far. Debt can only go so far. Poverty can only go so far. Addiction can only go so far because I'm not going to let it overtake you. Last week we told you when we were talking about the gift that we're hard pressed on every side, but we're not in despair. Cast down, but we're not destroyed because God is with us in everything we go through. And what I told you guys on Friday night is that even if God doesn't stop the storm, he'll enlarge your umbrella. He's going to make sure you're going to be okay. All right, let's read 43 to C. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. So God never promised us that we wouldn't see hard times. He promised us we wouldn't see hard times without him in the middle of it with us. So he said, the fire is not going to burn you up. So I'm not, once again, I'm not promising you 2022 is not going to have any trouble with your name on it. But God's going to be in there with you. He's going to be there. And just like Nebuchadnezzar had to say, it looks like there's a fourth man in the fire. I'm not in the fire by myself. God will raise up in the fire and the fire won't be able to consume me because I have a God who is a consuming fire. The trouble has to bow down to my God. God. The cancer has to bow down to my God. The diabetes has to bow down to my God. Because my God says I am his. And he's not wavering in his commitment to me. Sometimes when we go through stuff, we assume that means God is mad at us. But sometimes all he wants to do is show us that not only is he God on the mountaintop, he's God in the valley. Not only is he God in the Cadillac, he's God in the cave. Not only is he God when you're up, he's God when you're down. And the Bible says he's a very present help in time of trouble. Sometimes when things are good, you don't know how present he is because things are so smooth. But let the road get rocky. You'll find out he's a present help in time of trouble. He that dwelleth under the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my strength. I know God is on my side. And if God be for me, who can be against me? So I, I'm embracing this word that God's not wavering concerning me. And I need you to know that going into 2022, if 2020 and 2021 has taught you anything, is that with you and God, you can make it through anything. Now, without God, you can fall over anything. But with God, you can rise above anything. Because the devil done thrown everything and the kitchen sink. 
Rachel Ray pots and pans, nice and everything. Listen, Instapot's been flying at my head, air fries. He done thrown everything, but I'm still here. Every now and then I wonder do I have a matrix anointing where I just move away trouble and I'm dodging depression and dodging anxiety. I should be crazier than I am, but God has a way of preserving me. God has a way of protecting me. God has a way of making me miss some stuff, missing my haters and missing my trouble because God is never wavering when it comes to little old me and little old you. He's committed to his people. All right, let's let's move. We're going to drop down to Isaiah 43, 5. But once again, 5 was so good, I only took the first part of 5. And listen to what it says. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. So once you embrace the word that, that uh, he's not wavering concerning you, then here's the command. Do not be afraid. So here's what we put up. Not ever worry. I'm not ever going to worry about whether or not God's going to protect me because the scripture says, I am with you. So we have to make up in our mind, we're not going to worry. We have to make up in our mind, we're not going to fear. Now, it's not that fear won't come, but the command says, do not fear. Now, I haven't had the, the, the privilege, I should say, of studying this out. Some people say it's just fantasy. Some people say it's actually true. I haven't studied it for myself, but I will just throw it out there. Some people have said that there is 365 fear nots in the Bible, which means that for every day of the year, then all you have to do is embrace the fear not and you won't fear. Some people say that that calculation is not true. Whether it's true or not, all I know is this is the day that the Lord has made. I will be afraid and pull the covers up over my head. Rejoice. No, I will rejoice and be glad in it. I do not have to fear because I know who is with me. All right, let's, let, let's look and see uh, the entirety of the verse. Before we do that, let's put that, that point back up. I'm, I'm going to run through the points again. So we have now embraced the word. What word are we embracing? That we're not ever wavering. And then number three, we're not ever going to worry. Why? Because I am with you. Who is I? God is I. Jehovah is I. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Nissi. Jehovah Roi, all the Jehovah's, Jesus, Mary's baby, Lily in the valley, bright and morning star, wheel in the middle of the way. All of that is on your side. So don't be afraid. Don't be, let me say it like, don't be scared. It ain't time to be scared. No, don't be scared. God is on your side. All right, let's look at Isaiah 43, 5, the fullness of it. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. Let me say something really quick to you, parents. The scripture says, I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. The east and the west are on opposite sides. But this is a promise of family restoration. I'm bringing some stuff back together. And I need you parents to understand who you've been praying for your kids. And it looked like they're going left. God said, don't worry. Since I'm with you, I'm about to bring them to you. I'm about to. 
Listen, in 2022, some of your kids going to apologize to you and you don't even know what they apologizing for. But God about to bring some families back together, restore some stuff from the east to the west. He's bringing stuff together. So don't you worry. God is on our side. All right, let's read verse 6. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. God says he's actually going to speak to the directions and command the directions. He told uh, Ezekiel to do the same thing in the valley of the dry bones. He said prophesy to the wind. Now this is not specifically in this scripture, but put the scripture back up again because there's something I think prophetically I want to say to you. He says I will say to the north, Give them up and to the south. Do not hold them back. Now, it was talking about children at that time, but I believe we can use that verse to talk about the money that's in the north and the money that's in the south and the blessing that's in the north and the blessing that's in the south. I command the north, give up my blessings. I command the south, let go of my money. Let let go of my promotion. Let go of my anointing. I co- in 2022, I command the winds and the, the, the directions to begin to work in my favor, not because of me, but because of who is with me. Yes. So, prophesy to the north. Prophesy. Somebody said, well, I don't want to prophesy to north. I'm prophesying to northwest bank. Northwest, come on and give what belongs to me. Chase, give what belongs to me. American Express, give what belongs I'm prophesying because I know who's on my side. I can't promise you everything's going to be okay. But like I told you Friday night, somebody going to do some dancing in 2022. Some stuff about to happen. It got to happen. It, it has to happen. And just in case it don't happen in 2022, it'll be 23 or 24 or 25. I don't care when. I don't care where. I don't care how. But because I know who's on my side, it's got to work in my favor. If I was William Murphy, I would say he's leaning. In my direction. I, I feel some stuff leaning in your direction. All right, let's, let, let's go on. I don't want to keep you too long. Let's, let's keep going. Let's look at verse 7. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Everyone. So God has actually control over everyone. Verse 8. Lead out those who have eyes but are blind. Who have ears but are deaf. What's powerful about this particular verse, in the previous chapter 42, he rebukes them for being blind. And he rebukes them for being deaf. But at the top of 43, he says, but now. In other words, I know you're wrong, but I'm counseling all that out. And then here he says, I'm going to even lead out the ones that are deaf and the ones that are blind. In other words, the ones who have eyes and should have seen, I'm going to help them too. The ones that had ears and should have heard, I'm going to help them too. So just in case in 2021 you found yourself far away from God, don't worry. This word is for you too. He takes care of the blind, the dumb, the bow-legged, the crippled, the crazy, all the ones that's been messing up. His grace is so big. His mercy is so wide. He's saying all you got to do is believe in me. I'll make you see again. I'll make you hear again. I'll make you 
feel again. I'll make, ooh, let me stop on, let me stop just a second on that. Some of us haven't felt God in a long time. Not, now, we felt him, but we haven't felt him the way we used to feel him. Because we've got so carnal and we've got so fleshly and we don't even know how to get back to God because we done got so dull and so blind. Netflix and chilled has chilled us so low we don't even know how to get on fire for God. But I hear God say, don't worry, even when you're blind, I'm going to make you see. Even when you can't hear, I'm going to let you hear. It won't be because of you, but because I'm calling you in this moment, in this season, I'm going to make it happen because I'm God. Now, to y'all super safe folk, don't get an attitude when the carnal folk start getting anointed like you got anointed. Well, shoot, I fasted 40 days, and they ain't, I can look at them until they ain't fasted nothing. Don't worry. God has the right to bless who he want, anoint who he want, when he want. The Bible says out of the mouth of babes and suckers you have adorned praise. God made a donkey start preaching. God can do whatever he want to do. And if you know what a donkey really is, you know he can make a blank hole speak when he get ready to make a... God can do what he want to do, so don't you get mad. Let's embrace everybody that God's going to use in this season. Because the one complaining might be the one you see in the mirror. All right, let's go to verse 10. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. Let me look at the first four words of that verse. It says, you are my witnesses. The reason why he's going to make us be able to see and speak again, because somebody's got to be a witness for God, that God is not the kind of petty God that some church folk are. God doesn't just kick us out for every mistake. God used us. We need to tell the world, come see a God that will bless you anyhow. I reminded the woman at the well, she said, come see a man that told me everything I ever did. She, she had some junk in her trunk, but God met her and she became the greatest witness. Some of the worst folk become the greatest witnesses. But let's also look at that verse again. Let's look at the, actually read the entire verse again. That'll get us a point. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. This is what I want to focus on, read. Before me, no God was formed. Nor will there be one after me. God says, I am the end all be all. So let's look at number four. No one else is worthy. So you have to understand that no one else is worthy of you giving all your attention to in 2022 because there's no God before him. There's no God after him. He's alpha and omega. He's everything in between. So we're going to put our focus on him. Now, yes, you may have been carnal and fleshly and cutting up in the previous years, but this ain't the year to start going back to that stuff because no one is worthy. No one deserves your focus like God. Refocus on God because
because this is the season to know how good God is, not by a message, a book, a song, but experientially. I want you to know for yourself that God is good to you. Yes, he's good to deliver his temple. Yes, he's good to your pastor, but I need you to know he's good to you. Yes, he's good to Bishop T.D. Jakes, but I need you to know he's good to you. I want you to know for yourself that when God was on my side and I woke up to the fact that he's in my corner, that he's on my team, that he purchased me by his own blood, I want people to know that the goodness that you see is God running after me, chasing after me with his goodness and his mercy and his kindness and his favor. I want you to know it for yourself. I don't want you just to hear my testimony. I want you to have a testimony. I can't wait until a time comes where I really can't preach because so much good stuff is happening in the pews. All we doing is praising and hollering and shouting about what God is doing. I want us to know God is that there's no one else worthy of the glory because of what God is going to do in our lives personally. Now, let me just say that again personally. Some of y'all women specifically, you pray for your children, which is awesome. That's what a mother should do. You want everything for your children, but I want some stuff for you. Thank God that you are a great mother and a great wife, but you need some blessings for you. You need some days for you. You need some flowers for you. You need something for you from God to let you know I care about you. One of the, probably one of the saddest things about givers and strong people, givers don't have anybody to give back to them. And strong folk don't have anybody to be strong for them when they're weak. I want the tables to turn that when you are in need, God is there for you. Somebody say, it's me. It's me, me, oh Lord. I'm standing in the need of prayer. Amen. All right, let's let's continue to move. Y'all a good class this morning. I'll tell you what. All right, let's look at 4311. I, even I, am the Lord. And apart from me, there is no Savior. Jumping all the way down to 4325, read that. I, even I... And he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Hold on. He blots out our transgressions because we're so worthy? No, it says for his own sake. He cleaned Stephen up, not for Stephen, but for him. Because when he cleans Stephen up, it makes him look good. So God's going to do some stuff not because of you. He's going to do some stuff for you, but not because of you. But what he does for you going to make him look good. Because everybody knows you don't deserve what he's getting ready to do in your life. And you can't say anything, but this is the Lord's doing. I know I don't deserve this new man, but God did it. No, I don't deserve this good job, but God did it. No, I don't deserve a new home, but God did it. 
No, I don't deserve for HIV to be run out of my body, but God did it. I don't deserve it, but God's doing it for his own sake, for his own name, to show the world that I can do anything with anybody whenever I get ready because I'm the big dog. I'm the CEO of the universe. I am the top of the top. I am king of kings and lord of lords. I am everything. And because of that, that leads us to point number five. No one else is willing. No one else is willing, like I was talking to about the givers and the strong people, no one else is willing to give all that at their own expense. In other words, I'm taking on your sin, taking it to the cross so you can look good and people can glorify me. But no one else was willing to do that but God. So the but now leads us all the way back to but God. Now having said that, let me put them all together. They're going to put this up on the screen. Let me put it all together. Now embrace this word, not ever wavering, not ever worry, no one else worthy, no one else willing. They all spell what? N-E-W, which is new. Now let's go to Isaiah 43, 18. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Oh, and this is all God is asking us to do as we embrace this new year is forget the former things. All right, read. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I'm going to read it too. Behold, I will do a what? New thing. And when now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Well, we don't live in no desert and no wilderness. Well, I will even make a way in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. I'll give you rivers in the middle of new variants. I, I, in 2022, I'm going to show you I don't need the government. I don't need the health system. I don't need the education system. I'm God all by myself. The drier it gets, the more I'll show you how good I can do you because I'm going to do a new thing. And when am I going to do it? I'm going to do it now. Let's look at verse 20. Read that. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the fowls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen. To give drink to my people, my folk, my group. The ones that I have chosen. Don't fool yourself. You didn't choose God. God chose you. I know we like the song. And I know we all probably got saved on, on the altar close to this song. I have decided to follow Jesus. But the truth of the matter, the only way you can decide to follow him is he chose you. Before the foundation of the world. He ordained you before you ever sucked oxygen before you was ever an embryo in your mama's womb he already made choice of you and he's not willing to lose anybody that he chose Jesus said it when he walked to earth he said I didn't lose any of them 
except for the son of perdition, which was Judas. Only that crazy, crazy one that don't want nothing to do with me, I maybe lose them. But why would you keep coming to church if you don't want nothing to do with God? Don't let the devil trick you and make you think that, no, I'm, I'm too bad for God. No, no, he specializes in folk just like you because he chose you. God was so crazy that he chose us before we ever made a mistake and was willing to say, if they make all the mistakes, I'm still going to choose them anyhow. He chose you and I. And then he went to the cross and died for folk who were never even born, just in case. God's going to do a new thing in you because you belong to him because he already chose you. Let's continue to this point and then we're coming to a close. So how, how do we get this new? God's going to do a new thing. How do we get this new? We've been all in Isaiah 43. We're going to jump out of Isaiah 43 and pick up two verses from one other chapter. And it's Hebrews 12 and 1. Read that when they bring it up. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Let's go to point number six. No extra weight. This is what we need. To get all the new that God has prepared for us, we cannot move forward in this year with any extra weight. All these other things I preached to you came later. I told a couple people that, you know, I had to preach on Friday night and Sunday morning came so quick and I didn't have anything. I didn't have any. I was up till 2.30 in the morning and didn't have anything. Woke up at 7.30 with three words, no extra weight. I heard it again. No extra weight. And it immediately dawned on me that those are an acronym for new. And all I hear God is saying is, listen, you may not be perfect. You may have had a bunch of stuff go on and happen to you. But in this new year, no extra weight. That means relationships, friends, whatever it is, no extra weight. I cannot embrace what God has for me if I'm burdened down what was from yesterday. I need to take off some weight. I got to let go of some stuff. I got to drop some spiritual pounds because I don't need any extra weight. I've never in my life seen the 100 meter Olympic runner dressed like me. Never seen nobody get on the blocks with a whole suit on. Never seen anybody in a trench coat trying to run. Because they're trying to gain a prize. And any extra weight hinders them from getting the prize. I don't know what belongs to you in 2022, but you can't go at it with a bunch of extra weight. So let's, let's put these up again to recap. As we get ready to close, now embrace this word. What is the word? God is not ever wavering. Because he's never wavering, we don't ever have to worry. And here's the thing. No one else is worthy but God. 
and no one else was willing but God. So all we got to do is make sure we have no extra weight and we will get the new that belongs to us. You make all things new and I will follow you forward. I'm not going back looking ahead. I declare to you, my past is over. In you, all things are made new. Moving forward. I'm quoting an Israel Houghton song called Moving Forward. So one final question. And here's, uh, well, I guess the, it's, it's not the final question, but it's the final part of that last question. How do we get to the new? Number one, no extra weight. But there's another verse that lets us know how to get to the new. Let's look at Hebrews 12, 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We're going to read the whole verse, but that's all we need right there. How we get the new, we got to looking unto Jesus. That's who. If we focus on our Savior, we'll get the new. Because I'm going to let go of the weight. When I'm looking unto Jesus. Because we press for the mark for the prize. All right, read the entire verse. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. All right, so it's telling us that we're to look to Jesus, but not any version of Jesus but the crucified Jesus. When we look at the crucified Jesus, it reminds us of what he did for us. And it makes us want to continue to press in the newness that he has for us. So how do we consistently look at the crucified Jesus? We do it with our communion. Come on, let's grab our cups. They're going to go ahead and roll this video for us, our communion video. to Jesus by remembering his sacrifice for us. We're going to do it just a little different. Whenever you feel, I'm going to read the entire thing, but whenever you feel to take bread or the drink, you don't have to wait time. Whatever you just feel prompted, do it in that way. But I will read these verses. Mark 14, 22. And as they did eat, Jesus took bread and blessed and break it and gave to them and said, take, 
eat. This is my body. And he took the cup. When he had given thanks, he gave it to them. And they all drank of it. Final verse. And he said unto them, this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. If you haven't already, go ahead and finish. rise to our feet. I don't know about you, but I feel weights falling off of me because of the blood of the lamb. Woo! My, my, my. I feel the presence of the Holy Ghost in this place. Online, I hope you feel God just in your midst. The scripture says, lay aside every weight, but God's so good, he's snatching weights from us so that we looking unto him can embrace him in all his glory for what he's done for us. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. As the music continues to pray, play, Father God, in the precious name of Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for the beginning of a year, the first Sunday of 52 Sundays. And you're promising us through many ways that you're bringing us into something new. But all we need to do is forget the past, let go of the weights. But the best way to do that is to look to you and to look to your sacrifice, your body broken, your blood shed, sacrifice for us. So we took the bread and the cup and it makes us remember your sacrifice. And because of that, I feel newness falling in our midst. And we walk in the newness of life. Behold, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, God, if there's anybody under the sound of my voice who does not know this newness of life, because they've never accepted you as their Lord and Savior. I pray that in the first Sunday of 2022, somebody would just say these words, Father God, come into my heart, come into my life. Let me receive the newness of your son and the deliverance of his salvation through his blood. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, put our hands together. I just want to declare again to you, Happy New Year. We love you.